0: Welcome to the award-winning show, Holding Down the Fort, brought to you by U.S. Vet Wealth. A podcast show that
1: focuses on sustaining a fulfilling a purposeful military life through conversation and community building.
0: I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and creator of Holding Down the Fort.
1: And I'm Jenny Lynn Stroop, a seasoned military spouse, mom of two boys, and your co-host.
0: Together, we'll converse with special guests from the military community and for the community to share knowledge, resources, and relevant stories on how we can best hold down the fort for ourselves and our loved ones.
1: Now let's get started.
0: Well, hello, hello, everybody. Jen Amos here. How's it going? (laughs) really excited to get into today's episode this is actually a replay of the webinar that my husband and I did thanks to the Hampton Roads Military Spouse Economic Empowerment Zone also known as MZs for short by hiring our heroes in collaboration with the City of Norfolk and South University so quick shout out to Linda and Len thank you both for the opportunity for Scott and I to talk about the Military Spouses Toolkit for Agile and Purposeful Employment. So this was actually aired well over two months ago, which I cannot believe how quickly time flies. But in listening to the replay, I still find it so relevant and so worth sharing. So all that being said, I hope that you enjoy today's replay of the webinar, Military Spouses Toolkit for Agile and Purposeful Employment. And also check out the show notes of this episode because we will give you access to the toolkit that we mentioned in this replay for free. The link is already available. In fact, if you wanna watch the video version of this replay, you can go ahead and check that out in the show notes now. All right, thank you so much for listening to my quick announcement. Now enjoy today's replay of the Military Spouses Toolkit for Agile and Purposeful Employment, presented to you by my husband and I, Scott Tucker, and our company, US Vet Wealth.
1: right, we're right at the hour of 12 o'clock noon. Welcome to everyone. This is our Military Spouse Economic Empowerment Zone. The webinar that will be presented today will be the Military Spouses Toolkit for Agile and Purposeful Employment, um, featuring none other than our two guests today that we're so excited to hear from, which is Scott Tucker and Jen Amos with U.S. Vet Wealth. We're really excited about the information that we will glean from on today from these experts. I'm Linda Isaac. I am the Director of Community Outreach and Development with South University. I'm also joined with Lynn Ramirez, Military Affairs with Norfolk, the City of Norfolk, and also one of our partners, the Hampton Roads Workforce Council, Nancy Stevens. So we are so glad that you all are here on today. Just to give you a little bit of insight, I am the co-chair for the Military Spouses Economic Empowerment Zone. Lynn Ramirez is our lead for our organization or our committee. We advocate for military spouses, We also address employment and the challenges of employment for military spouses and how they can overcome those barriers. We do quarterly webinars to equip spouses to inform them, to educate, and to empower them for the next level and next steps in their lives. And we also look at transitional resources for military members. So that's what we do with the military Spouse Economic Empowerment Zone, and we welcome you all here on today. You want to take it over, Lynn?
2: No, oh, Linda. Uh, thanks for that uh, introduction. I'll be up here shortly. Okay. On the awesome. Uh, no thanks. worries.
1: No worries. I'll go ahead and start with the presenting the speakers for today. We have two wonderful individuals, like I said, that are experts in the field. We have Mr. Scott Tucker, who is an author a speaker and the founder of the US Vet Wealth, a lifestyle and financial consulting brand that helps service members to go from paycheck and government benefits to wealth and liberty. He likes to say, I help the 1% who serve our country and become the 1% who now influences it. A West Point graduate, serial world traveler, military financial expert and entrepreneur. Scott brings valuable experience and insight to those who have sacrificed so much in the service to our country. So welcome, Scott. Thank you so much for being here on today. And I hope I introduced you with such enthusiasm Ah. on this afternoon. We're also joined with Jen Amos. She is a gold star daughter, a veteran spouse, and an advocate for military families. Jen has so many different things on her bio here, but she was awarded in 2020, the Media Professional of the Year at the Rosie Network Entrepreneur Awards. Congratulations for that. For her podcast show, Holding Down the Fort, which implies the stories and needs of military families. In 2018, her and her husband's company, U.S. Vet Wealth, Formerly, US Bet Life received the Best Entrepreneur Startup Company awarded by the San Diego Business Journal. Today, their company is currently on a mission to make military benefits and financial education more digestible for the military spouse. So I present to you all today, Scott Tucker and Jen Amos with US Bet Wealth.
0: Linda, thank you so much for that warm and very enthusiastic introduction. (laughs) So what's going to happen is Scott's going to be sharing the slides today, and then I'm going to be manning the attendees and the chat. So if anyone has anything you want to add, any comments, any questions, feel free to include that in the chat. But yeah, Scott, if you just want to take it away with the slides. So just like what Linda had shared. we are going to be talking about what we consider the military spouse's toolkit for agile and purposeful employment.
3: Thank you so much for the introduction as well, Linda. I really appreciate the opportunity here to share you know our story and our experience for, yeah, what we want to talk about today. So thanks.
0: So today our presentation is really about helping and you know providing knowledge and education and resources to spouses seeking a fulfilling and purposeful career. That is flexible and mobile to your lifestyle, so that is a tall order. And we actually have a suggestion, a solution to be able to, you know, achieve all of these things.
3: Just a little about you know me. You know, I, when I graduated West Point in two thousand two, you know, it was right before you know the war on terror and everything, and all of our lives changed for a difference. So, you know, twenty years later, I've been you know paying attention to all aspects of it, but most importantly the aspects of the financial world and the military benefits world, and then the employment world, because that's all been changing a lot for all three of those things. Unfortunately, most of the stuff I discovered was still based on pre-iPhone, pre-internet age, and pre-9-11 guidance and information on all these topics. And so that's where I realized, you know, we need to look at this stuff differently.
0: Yeah. And how I kind of came into the picture is, I mean, one, Scott is my husband, but two, you know, in 1998, my dad had served 18 years in the U.S. Navy as a machinist mate first class, and he was about two years away from retiring, doing the full 20, when unfortunately he had gone missing while he was on active duty. And so, you know, 20-plus years later, still having that big question mark in our lives, you know not fully knowing what happened to him, I was drawn to, you know, Scott's vision with U.S. Fed wealth. And also having seen my own mom, who was a military spouse, who really had struggled financially, especially in post-military life, being able to be here today, 20 plus years later, to one, you know, bring light to the stories and needs of our military family today, and to serve you all today, you know, as a form of, let's say, self-healing for myself in a way to give back to this, you know, amazing community. Because despite the loss of our dad, my family and I were, you know, fortunately, we did benefit from... Our military life all my siblings and i were able to graduate college with our bachelor's degrees and what have you and so you know this is a big way for me to be able to give back and so both of us scott and i were both very fortunate to have received awards one for us vet wealth and two for my podcast show from the rosie network which is a nonprofit that focuses on entrepreneurship for military spouses and so we'll get more into that story a little later
3: And just for a little context, your father went missing at sea. It didn't just disappear as a little bit of
0: Oh yes, thank you for elaborating on that. I guess I never know like the lingo, but yeah, more on that story later as well. So today what we wanna do is give you a super simple formula to seek a fulfilling and purposeful career that is flexible and mobile to your military lifestyle. So here it is, (laughs) pretty simple. The formula is purpose plus execution equals agile employment. And we're going to go ahead and break down this formula today and kind of go from there. So, anything you want to add to this, Scott?
3: The way I think about, you know, how we came up with this based on, you know, my experience and our experiences together is, you know, notice that there's nothing here about goals. You know, a lot of times you hear, you know, have a goal, set goals. What I've found is setting goals aren't useful in the sense that if you even if you accomplish them, there's always something else. I mean, our human nature is that we're looking for increase. And, you know, oftentimes you see people that have met their goals and and yet, you know, they look rich and wealthy, but maybe they're not as happy. So, you know, think about those people that you know, and that have maybe forgotten that life is a journey and to stagnate means you're not growing. And so, you know, I implore you to not let that be you, always be growing. So the trick then is to motivate yourself to improve your skills, constantly building skill sets, and instead of having goals, create systems. Because systems you can implement you know, as things change, especially as goals change. So these skills and systems can you know, improve and they can evolve. And the key thing here is in these modern times where, again, things are changing so rapidly, we must be ready to improve our skills and evolve our systems. And so that is the trick to not getting left behind. As new innovations come, you know, those who don't learn the new skills will get left behind. That's just the nature of human innovation. So I like to look at our sense of purpose as our duty, to seek our duty, you know, basically the human desire to be useful, to help others. And then the execution then becomes our responsibility to figure it out, whatever that might be. And when I say figure it out, think of it this way. Figure out who are those whom you are meant to serve and how are you meant to serve them? And, you know, this is stuff that takes time. We'll get into that. But ultimately, when you figure out how you serve those you're meant to serve, and then you've incorporated in your core that it's a sense of duty in these modern times, you can position yourself for agile employment. So we'll show you how we've done that for at least our situation.
0: So we want to break down this formula for you, starting with purpose. And really today, rather than kind of getting into very specifics, you know, I want you to use these slides, which you'll be able to have access to after this webinar, to do some self-reflection and asking yourself some of these really hard questions to truly figure out how to define your purpose. And just so you know, I pulled these questions from an amazing book that I love on the bottom here called Live Your Purpose, a step-by-step guide on how to live your best life. This book really helps you define your purpose in just seven days, if not less. And so I have found it really useful and it's something that I want to share with you today. So some questions to consider if you haven't really thought about your purpose or you want to kind of update it are questions such as this. How do you want to be remembered at your funeral? What do you want to hear the speaker say about you? What are your strengths and why do you consider them strengths? And how would your friends and family describe the best things about you? So other questions to consider. What gives your life meaning and purpose? What is worth living for in your life? Is there anything that the two questions I mentioned above here prompt you to do to live life more purposefully? So other questions here, you know, even asking the harder questions of listing top regrets or failures in your life. You know, what did you learn from these experiences? What will you start or stop doing because of those experiences? You know, what are the happiest, most satisfying experiences of your life? Describe your future best self, et cetera, et cetera. So again, I highly recommend the book, Live Your Purpose by Rick Halen, because it really does a breakdown of how to define your purpose. But really the message here is figure out what is your purpose. And we'll get into why that's extremely important for agile employment a little later. So a little bit about my purpose and how I was able to answer these questions. So at the beginning, we had mentioned that I am a gold star daughter. The first decade of my life, I was a military child. We had moved, you know, two to three years, just as many military families do. And then becoming a gold star daughter in 1998, I didn't realize like how much of my military child life would impact my adult life. Because today, you know, in my young twenties, I was fired from four jobs. I couldn't hold down a job (laughs) and I found myself accidentally getting into entrepreneurship. And so pretty much the entirety of my adult life ever since I've been in business for myself currently on my third business venture that I'm willing to tell you about (laughs) that, you know, I'm fortunate to be working with my husband here, Scott, and because of my background, because of everything I went through and because of witnessing what my mom had experienced in post-military life, I found that, you know, Scott coming into my life didn't come on accident, him having a finance background and focusing on our military veterans. I found that my purpose in the work that we do is to have a special interest in serving military families, because a lot of times these military benefits and education are geared toward the service member and the veteran. And we have come to find that there is not enough literacy, financial literacy tailored toward the military spouse, even though a lot of these benefits actually benefit you, (laughs) the spouse directly. And of course, through that, I've been able to get into podcasting because being, you know, 20 plus years removed from the military, it was important for me to get a pulse of the community today. And so I do that through the work on holding down the fort podcast. Here's my purpose statement from the book I recommended in the last slide, just something I thought I'd share to kind of have you guys think about maybe what you want your purpose statement to be. I am intentional and purposeful with my time, my relationships and my pursuit of happiness. So that's my example in purpose. I'll have Scott share his example about his purpose.
3: Yeah, so mine's a little bit different. I didn't know to go soul searching when I was getting out of the military. I mean, I wish I had, of course, but the bottom line is I looked at it, you know, as a job in the sense that, you know, they tell us, hey, when you get out of the military, you have all these qualifications, you should get a job. And one of the things that they always say is that, hey, if you've been a soldier, you're good at following orders and you're good at leadership. And I at least was honest to myself at at the time and said, no, I'm not. I don't like following orders. And actually I know a lot of people that don't like following orders. And quite honestly, I don't want to boss a bunch of people around. And I didn't have any plan other than I had read a couple books. You might've heard of them, rich dad, poor dad, four hour work week. And they explain this idea of self-employment or entrepreneurship or whatever, they, some version of controlling the source of your income. And uh, I happened to be in Europe at the time, didn't really have a whole lot of options, but I ran into a guy in financial services and he's like, ah, hey, you can be your own boss and create your own hours and get clients and make as much money as you want. So I did that for a number of years and I'll go into the story of how we created U.S. Vet Wealth a little bit about how I kind of lost a lot of faith in the financial services industry once I really understood what was really going on but i learned a lot in the process of you know what is marketing what is sales what is branding and at the end of the day though i still couldn't align my sense of purpose with that financial services career it's like yeah you're helping people you know educate around money or save for retirement and, and that seems nice but there's thousands of people that do that same thing what's the difference what is that different about me and i remember i told myself in 2011 I was going through a big breakup at the time and I was stuck in Germany. I didn't align you know, my integrity with the financial services career. And I just remember telling myself, I don't know what it is I'm looking for, but I'm going to find it. And so my purpose literally became to figure it out, whatever it was. And as I've alluded to, that was skill set and system development
0: yeah so hopefully that gives you some examples to start contemplating about your purpose if you haven't already and the reason why we're stressing this at the very beginning is if you want agile employment you have to know your purpose. You have to live with intentionality, which I know for our spouses, you already do. I don't want to, I definitely need to acknowledge that. Like you of all people live very intentional in this military life. So when it comes to agile employment, it's not the type of employment where you can just clock in and clock out, you know, at a job. It's really this intentionality of like, I am working this type of career because I want to and I have a sense of purpose and I want to be able to make a difference. And so Scott, I wanted to see if there's anything you wanted to add to this slide.
3: Yeah. I mean, for me, it gets down to the core. I mean, at West Point, I'm looking at the plaque here on the wall. That I'm, 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 at, I'm visiting my mother right now. <laughs> and so I'm looking at a plaque my dad had. It says duty, honor, country on it. That's our motto at West Point. And so I realized, hey, once you take the uniform off, at one point, whether you like it or not, we're going to be taking the uniform off. And we don't have to follow orders in a way, but we still have that sense of duty. We want to have that sense of honor of doing it with integrity. Again, that was my struggle in the financial services industry. I didn't see a whole lot of integrity there. And I wanted to still be of service to the country. So, how do I do that? I said, Is it not my duty to become 100% responsible for maximizing my ability to fulfill my life's purpose, but also to identify those whom I'm meant to serve? And so, for those of us that are struggling, I don't know what to do. I hear this often with the veterans. Not so much a military spouse, but they often say, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And that's where I think, hey, it's our duty to figure out, because we all want to serve say, hey, I just, I just want to serve. But saying I already had the best job by leading soldiers, it's like you're, you're still in our 30s and 40s. There's so much life ahead of us. It's our duty for our country, especially in these times, to position ourselves to create more influence.
0: So for us, you know, we had already hinted at this in our formula earlier, but for the point of this conversation, define this type of employment that's fulfilling, purposeful, and flexible as agile employment.
3: So we have self-employment there. So what's the difference between agile employment and self-employment? I like to say, because it just gives you more flexibility. Again, in this day and age, as long as we stay flexible for opportunities, we don't have to limit ourselves to self-employment because opportunities might pop up. You're like, oh, I can go here to build a new skill set. Maybe I get paid for it while also building a skill set. And, and and Jen, actually, we've got a pretty good example with you just this last year with the Thoughtful Entrepreneur as you got into podcasting. Can you tell a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So, you know, just being able to find those opportunities to improve your skill set. So for me, you know, as a podcaster, I was fortunate to be contracted by a, a PR firm to host 200 plus episodes of interviewing all these entrepreneurs making six figures and up. And, you know, I could have sat there and said, Oh, this is what I want to do, you know, for the rest of my life is, you know, interview people. But really what that experience gave me was you know, how do I become a better connector? How do I, you know, be better at relationship building? How do I be better at getting to know people better and telling their stories and what have you? And so, you know, that is a skill set I can take with me no no matter where I go. And even in, you know, marketing and sales is just that relationship building aspect that I had the fortune to, you know, really practice in those interviews.
3: And the cool thing is, I mean, just one example, there's Lots of businesses out there that would happily pay somebody to host a podcast forum. Most business owners don't want to be a podcast host, but they realize they need to do it. Again, that's just an example of a skill set in applying it again in modern times.
0: So we want to go ahead and now if you look at the top right, we have the formula up there just so you can kind of follow along and see how we break down this formula. We'll now get into the execution piece and what that really means. So the first part really of the execution piece is breaking down the models, the two agile employment models to execute your purpose. So the first one is to have a personal brand. And what does that mean? Well. It really means executing your purpose as a self-employed or small business owner. So this is really the only way we feel is most effective for you to be able to, you know, execute your own actual purpose. Now, if you are not ready for that, if you are not ready to, you know, kind of, if you've never been self-employed or be a small business owner, we recommend that you be a brand ambassador. And a brand ambassador is essentially supporting someone who is self-employed or is a small business owner that aligns with your purpose. So I know that you know this can involve, and we'll get to more examples later. But it could be interning, it could be volunteering, it can be you know being contracted by another company to work for them. But we actually recommend that if you are new in this space, if you're new in you know agile employment, to work with this model first, being a brand ambassador. Scott.
3: Yeah, and the one caveat here is notice that we say focus on another self-employed person or a small business owner. Unfortunately what ends up happening is a lot of the big corporations will attract brand ambassador can mean a lot of things so we'll get into that but the big corporations will recruit people to do this and there's nothing wrong with it but you can't get really in close with the business owner the closer you can get to the business owner the closer you can identify and align your purpose but also have a relationship get to know who they know and build their skill sets directly versus being in a system you know nothing wrong with that but just consider the smaller business who needs your help more and needs your expertise more than the bigger corporations. So I just uh, want to throw that caveat out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the firsthand experience you'll get in working closely with these business owners or decision makers.
3: The Corporations are making a lot of money these days. Don't worry about them.
0: <laughs> They're doing just <laughs> fine. <laughs> Yeah. So if we break down what we mean by personal brand and how you put that into execution, there's two different things we'll explain. One, that's being self-employed. That could be freelancing or sole proprietorship is really the, I guess, legal jargon. But that could be, you know, being an individual, like you are an individual providing you know consulting coaching graphic design digital marketing services etc this is really you like providing an individual service to you know your clients a small business owner on the other hand the way that we like to define it is you know you are expanding as a self-employed person by having a dedicated team to scale the services that you may have been offering as a self-employed person so like for example prior to working with scott i ran a social media marketing agency and at first, I was a freelancer. I provided social media marketing services to small business owners. But then, you know, people said, well, do you do graphic design? Do you do website development? And I was like, no, but I can rally a team to do that. And so that's how I was able to transition to being a small business owner. So that's a little, a couple of examples of what we mean by a personal brand.
3: Yeah. And so the thing to think about personal brand, because often you hear, hey, we're quiet professionals in the military. I don't want to become known. I just want to be self-employed. And we got to put it this way, the highest paid people in any industry, any industry whatsoever, are those who are known. And so, and especially in this day and age, becoming known, again, for those whom you're meant to serve, is the key to attracting business versus having to shove it down somebody's throat. <laughs> so, you, so you want to try to avoid that. But the opportunity is, is better than ever. But the cool thing is, you have to become. Famous. You just have to become well-known within, again, those whom you're meant to serve. And so you know, that's what I did with writing my book, my main book, Veteran Ball Secrets. I lay this all out, the formula of how to build a personal brand and then tie it into the benefits that we have being involved in the military and veteran community. So that became my personal brand. It happens to be, I did it through the process of trying to find a better way to solve these financial problems. So anyways, we're sharing that this book's available on Amazon, but we're going to give everybody a free PDF copy in the toolkit.
0: Yeah. So brand ambassador, there's a lot of terms. There's a lot of examples of what it means to be a brand ambassador. First and foremost, affiliate marketing. So, you know, finding a company that is, I mean, we recommend like small business, obviously uh, small to mid-sized businesses, but you know, finding a company that you support and they have an opportunity where you can refer out and then get a commission for that. So that is like a form of referral marketing, uh, brand ambassadorship. Also interning is obvious one. I don't think I need to explain what an internship is. Apprenticeship, Scott, I know you like using this word a lot. So do you wanna elaborate on what you mean by apprenticeship?
3: Well, just think about how America was founded before the industrial revolution the whole system wasn't go to school and then get a job and then try to climb the corporate ladder. The system was go find somebody who knows what the heck they're doing and basically do whatever you have to, hopefully make some money, but usually they take care of your livelihood and something. But your focus is learn skills, learn skills, learn how to do this skill set that you align with in some capacity. And again, in the modern age, there's So many more opportunities for apprenticing and you can do it in your free time from home and you can do it quicker than ever. And a lot of times you don't even have to necessarily find someone if they've got a YouTube channel or a podcast or a book you can read. That's a form of apprenticeship. As long as you have something that you can implement the same day that you're learning it. That's the trick.
0: Fantastic. Learn while you earn. Also, referral marketing, I mentioned that's a little bit like affiliate marketing where you know you support this brand and you want to refer clients over to them and earning a commission or a percentage because of doing that. Licensed salesperson, you know cl- uh, biggest examples could be you know working for a realtor team or working for a financial firm. Scott, any other examples for a licensed salesperson you wanted to mention?
3: You know, in our community, those are the ones that come up, obviously mortgage professionals as well. But anything where the government requires you to have a license to get paid, so there's different ways you know get get paid from selling a regulated product or a regulated service. That's the difference between having a license and referring. If somebody else has the license and you're just saying, "Hey, you know, I like what you do. How do I bring you more business?" and they help you tell their story, then you don't necessarily have to have a license. It's just typically if you want to get a higher compensation, you're going to need to be licensed and you're going to need to develop a little bit more skill cells and how to process whatever business is there. You're gonna to need to learn the paperwork process. You need to learn the back end. You're obviously gonna to need to learn a little bit more about how the widget, whatever that is, works. Do you have to be the creator of the widget? No, that's the difference.
0: Cool. And then contract work is really, let's say, temporarily working with another company. Let's say that a financial firm needs help with their branding and you happen to be a graphic designer. You can work with them temporarily to you know, provide that service to help them with their branding. So those are a couple of examples. Obviously, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us, which we'll include in the contact information at the end of these slides. So overall, you know, the benefit of brand ambassadorship is it's a low barrier to entry. You know, you're not having to reinvent the wheel. You're supporting someone else who has created the wheel. And it's an opportunity to network, you know, with the decision maker and with the team. That you are supporting, and like I mentioned, we highly encourage you to look at small to mid-sized businesses where you could actually work closely with the business owner or decision maker because you'll gain more skills that way and hopefully and not everyone does this, but hopefully you might want to eventually branch off and you know create your own personal brand so this could be like you know a junior attorney working for a big law firm and eventually they gained all the skills that they wanted to be able to branch out and start their own law firm yeah.
3: Actually a great example is this. Think about any time you're about to buy something electronics, you go on YouTube and you listen to somebody doing a review. So somebody is doing a review of uh, maybe a new camera you want to buy. So they know that a new camera is coming out. The low hanging fruit is people are going to be researching that camera like crazy. Well, that person has already done the work networking amongst all the other experts. So they all talks amongst themselves and then they become known and maybe they're the camera guy amongst all the electronic people. And so everybody knows, hey, if new camera comes out, you know, this is the guy to talk to. That's what I mean by being a node. Just be the guy who knows everybody. You know, that's easier to do than ever with LinkedIn. And then, of course, you know, that's an opportunity to affiliate with the people promoting the thing. So you can actually affiliate with the people selling the camera and refer them business through the YouTube video and get compensated for that. And then if you do that long enough and people are always coming to you every time a new camera comes out, boom, there's your personal brand. Next thing you know, you're coaching people how to do the same thing. That's what all these YouTubers are doing when they're doing reviews of stuff. So there's one example of low hanging fruit.
0: All right, so now what we're gonna do is take our formula or plug in our business into the formula so you can get an idea of how this plays out.
3: All right, so we've hit on this a little bit and I wanna make sure we have time for questions. So. I'm just going to go through this. And obviously, again, in our content, in our books, you can hear the the grander story. But again, I had become the licensed professional, but I found out I was representing a firm. Like I wasn't allowed to do anything unless it was approved. I couldn't start a YouTube channel. I would have had to have been approved by somebody else. I couldn't even send an email, for that matter, without it getting approved. So that eventually told me, I'm not self-employed. I'm really an affiliate or salesperson. Now, I say that was lost years of skills because... Had I at least realized that during those years, I would have focused on building those skills. Instead, I thought I wasn't doing financial planning good enough if I wasn't bringing enough business. So I needed to find mentorship. Well, there was a guy at our firm who was the top guy. He was making a ton of money and, and was really confident in his ability to do financial planning. So he talked to them all the time. So I went to learn with him and he said, "Hey, as long, hey, bring in business and I'll mentor you we'll work the clients together. So I was focused on learning the financial planning, the mentorship. And so by accident, I started sponsoring events and doing something I was very uncomfortable doing. I'm an introvert. I don't like being out there and schmoozing and, and stuff, but I had to do it because I wanted to learn from this guy so much. I was bringing him a ton of business And then I found out later, I was like, oh, I was just a brand ambassador for him. Like, again, had I known what I was doing at the time, I at least would have done it with intention instead of being disappointed at the end that five years later, I really wasn't anything other than the guy bringing him business and doing the paperwork for him. So, you know, that's when I started to really kind of lose integrity. I didn't see, you know, how I was really, you know, uniquely helping. But when we found the Rosie Network in San Diego, again, it's an organization focused on helping military spouse. Entrepreneurs, they also you know focus on active duty and veterans as well. It just got started with the entrepreneur with the military spouse problem. And and that's you know, Stephanie Brown is the founder and she's got a great story about you know why she started the Rosie Network. But when I got to talking to her and I was going through her and learning entrepreneurship through the Rosie Network, I was explaining, all right, well, we have these various financial things I know how to do. There's this thing around survivor benefit plans. She was like, Yeah, I don't understand that at all. And she went into this whole story of their problem with this. And I was like, oh, I know how to fix it. And I talked to her about it. She's like, man, I wish somebody would have told this. And I was like, wait a minute, you were married to an admiral. Like the admirals don't know this. And then I started talking to more senior career people. And I realized the vast majority of our people just have never heard of this problem, don't understand the impacts of it. There is a lot of info out there. There's a lot of bloggers and even financial companies that talk about it. But quite frankly, they're just regurgitating the how it works. They're just regurgitating what it is they don't really explain the impact and then the potential solutions because there wasn't any until I created one. But, but then after meeting Jen and, and learning her story, I realized, well, gosh, you know, obviously the military pension and survivor benefit plan came into her mother's situation. And I had known about her mother's struggles financially. And so I was like, this all ties together. And heck, I had forgotten my mom was a military child. And of course it ties in. I was like, wow, this impacts a lot more people then i realized but it all came down to the spouse because that particular situation that particular problem what was about the spouse and they were the least informed about it i mean they weren't being made aware of the information about it so it's i mean it's nobody's fault other than the people that are supposed to be sharing the information so i realized there was a problem and even though there's lots of great financial education for the military nobody was solving this specific problem nobody and the entire Ecosystem. And I thought, well, I know how to solve it. That is my purpose. And so I'll show you a little bit more on kind of how we did that. But so that was the purpose side of my equation. Now, the execution side was okay, you know, I had been in the firm and everybody said, you know, here's how you sell life insurance. You know, tell people they might get die one day and their family's going to be destitute. And what are you gonna do about it? Well, buy a bunch of life insurance. And yes, that's true. And unfortunately that is the case for some people and it's eventually the case for everybody. If we're being honest, you know, it's all happens one day, we're not gonna be here. And so what are the financial impacts of that? Unfortunately, it's often sold to people through fear and manipulation. And I realized, you know, but that's not good communication. Communicating people is to tell them the information and allowing them to make their own decisions with all the knowledge available. And unfortunately, the way advertising and marketing works, they'll tell you a problem and the solution only in one you know, siloed area. So that's when I realized, okay, I can't do this if I'm a tied to a firm, if I'm tied to a mentor. You know, if, if they're so great, why aren't they already solving this problem? So it's like, okay, I gotta go figure out this out myself. So I quit the firm, dropped all sources of income and realized I had to invest in myself. So rather than going to college and using the GI Bill or getting a master's degree or working for another corporation, this is where I know I had to focus on the personal brand. I had to learn the skills for that. And I had to develop the system that would help people solve this problem. That would be basically my system was my widget, my version. I didn't create life insurance. I didn't create financial vehicles. But I did see the innovations happening in the system that most people were ignoring and I adopted them. So my system was to adopt what the innovators were doing, right? So, and this happens with any innovation product. The very first versions of any product or service, I mean, look at our cell phones. The very first ones weren't so good, but over the years, as more adopters came along, eventually everybody started doing it. So we're in the still the early stages of adoption of the new innovations when it comes to solving this problem. I just happened to notice it first. But, you know, again, I had to learn how to effectively communicate that knowledge. And the only way to do that was to provide education that wasn't otherwise being provided, whether that's through military, you know, briefings on base, or all the other online resources that have been put out there before. It, again, it, they weren't solving the problem. so here's a version of my system. I'm just taking some snapshots on my website. I got the webpage down there. Again, you'll get the slides. You can go through it. But just to kind of show you what I did, you know, my system is four steps, nice and simple. All you have to do is, you know, check out these first videos. And so the first video was to understand the value of the pension. It's like what I realized one of the problems was people looked at the pension as, ah, we're getting that, you know, it's coming on my LES. It's my monthly stipend. But it's like, how much would you have to have in the bank to get that amount of money, whatever it is, based on your rank and time of service, to get that for the rest of your life? Well, if you're, let's just say an 05 with 23 years of service, like with Army Lieutenant Colonel, for example, we see up here, you know, that pension is the equivalent. It's around fifty sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. But you know, that, that's worth, the present value of that is worth like a million dollars and that's how we need to think about it. that's what the 23 years of service is that's what the family sacrifice all these years is worth it, you know that's what they've earned from the american taxpayer but it has a value of a million dollars so we want to understand that and realize that you know the survivor benefit plan only protects 55 percent. that's the only option what if you wanted to protect 100 percent? this does of course doesn't include your va disability okay so the next thing is well what would the cost of survivor benefit plan have been Well, that's the sticker shock most people learn about when they get the retirement briefing, they realize, all right, I'm going to get my pension. And then there's a pension protection thing. And then for the first time they say, yeah, but there's a cost involved, it's 6.5%. Oh, I didn't know there was a cost. Well, since when does a benefit have a cost? So now our congruence is all screwed up because we're like, wait a minute, this doesn't jive, but it seems like it's the only option. And then if you really do the math, again, for this same Lieutenant Colonel, you know, over the course of 30 years, you can see right here, that's about $150,000 they're committing. And if you do know how the survivor benefit plan works, the only way that any of that money gets paid back is if the service member passes away first. Awesome in that situation. Unfortunately, the probability states that, you know, that's not gonna play out. And so that's another thing we look at, you know, what are the probabilities of the benefit? And then of course, what are the resources you have available to solve this problem? If you want to, again, that's part of the knowledge, you know, knowing what you have and what the resources are available, doing an analysis of it, you know, with all the information saying, okay, you know, I like what that option is, but if I can do something on the private marketplace, you know, let's go see what that looks like. And if it's better, you know, for my situation, great. So there is no right or wrong here, that's the point. Survivor benefit plan is amazing. You know, again, if, if nothing else is available, thank goodness. That is there for all military families coming out of service. But if we are looking to, and this is where I introduce my services, say, all right, Tony, hey, here's my system, I'm doing it. And then the fourth step is, okay, we understand the factors going in. We understand the analysis. All right, how do we design a customized private solution to solve the problem? So boom, there's my four steps. There's my widget, or there's my adaptation, adaptation, I don't know, forgive me.
0: Adaptation. (laughs) Adaptation
3: of the innovation that's been happening in the financial industry. And and so there's the steps. But then I was like, okay, well, I got to let people know that I figured this out, that I got something unique to offer that's new, unique, and nobody else is doing it. And the sense of urgency is that, you know, the sooner you solve this problem, the better it works out for you financially. It's all just math. And again, I know there's blog posts and there's some books out there on this topic, but again, they're just kind of regurgitating generic scenarios and based on information that really hasn't changed in decades. I mean, most of the information out there really wouldn't change your outlook on it from somebody looking at it in the 90s. And I just thought that was nuts because we're living in such a different time than the 90s. So I started writing. And I'm not a writer. I remember when I made my first website, I paid a web designer. And once she finished it, she goes, okay, when you start blogging, people will come to your website. And this is seven years ago. And I was like, blogging? I don't want to blog. I don't have anything left to write or anything to say. But finally, when I realized that, okay, I have some information to share that could be useful to a good percentage of our population who at least don't know about this but how do I get it? Who am I? Who am I to listen to? So that's where I had to develop the personal brand. I had to focus on not just selling people insurance, but informing them on what's out there. And so that's where blogging came in. And I had to teach myself this from scratch, but there's a trick. And so here's the big part of the toolkit and the the big takeaway from today is this is something you can start today. And here's what I want you to think about. Even if you don't know your purpose, if you don't know your passion, developing the skill set of writing or creating video, whatever, you got to create content. But if you don't know what to do, just think of it. Think of something you wish somebody would have told you at some stage in your life, right? For me, I was like, I'm going to talk about the things I wish people would have told me when I was getting out of the military or when I got into financial services or when I was having conversations with career military people and I didn't know how to properly talk about the survivor benefit plan years ago when I was getting started in financial services. Like what disservice I was doing, you know, thinking I was giving people financial advice and nobody in my firm or in the industry was even talking about this major problem, which has huge financial implications. I mean, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, real money stuff. I was like, wow, that's impactful. So I got to find a meaningful way to do it. And luckily, I, all those conferences I went to to learn these skills, I ended up at a Brendan Burchard conference. And if you haven't heard of Brendan Burchard, he's like a smaller, goofy version of Tony Robbins. And well, yeah, some of his stuff's just woo-woo and goofy and, and you can say scammy if you want. But at the end of the day, this formula I learned from him, which he probably learned from somebody else, Uh, It was meaningful, but I at least want to give him credit for where I got it from, but it it was simple. And I'll kind of just walk through it in the context of solving this problem is, you know, it's called the create anything framework. So anytime you want to create content and share a message, you know, I I would say, here's who I am and what I do. Hey, I'm Scott Tucker, and I help career military families maximize their military benefits. Oh, what do you mean by that? Well, have you ever had this problem? Like you're getting out of the military and you're getting this pension but you find out there's this huge cost with survivor benefit plan or maybe i'm talking to someone who helps people with their military transition or is an advocate for military spouses and they've they've had them ask about that people come to me all the time and they're asking me what do i do about survivor benefit plan and i read this one blog post once or i saw this facebook group once and and it's like well that's that's not enough information that doesn't look at the individual situation so That was my story of struggle is trying to align what is considered financial advice when really we should be sharing knowledge, right? Who are we to give advice? It's your money. That's the way I like to look at it. You got to make your own decisions. I'm here. I'm a guide. I've got access to solutions and I've got some particular knowledge. But, you know, I want you to be able to make the decision. Again, that's about the duty of taking 100% responsibility you know, agile employment only comes from making those hard, you know, taking that hard responsibility. So again, I've I've alluded to the journey of finding the solution, I lost integrity of the financial industry, realized there's a problem, nobody else was solving it. And then here's my client's results. It's like, now we've got a solution where they can protect, not 55% of the pension, I can protect the whole pension. Instead of that $150,000 of cost in the SPP that might have a return on investment. Maybe, maybe not. Instead, we can make sure there's at least some return on investment and you can get it while you're still alive. You don't have to wait where the only return is if somebody dies like that. That's not a good story. And so the myths and the trends I discovered, the trends are that, you know, 80% of career militaries end up, you know, finding out about this too late to solve the problem or, one, because they just don't have the time to make a decision or they've already got health issues where they can't get qualified. So that's a problem. But some of the myths are, I can't get qualified. I got VA disability. There's no other option. I don't make enough money. I can't afford it. Like None of that's true. It's like, there's a lot more information to look at there. So that's what I shared. And what are the steps? Those are the four steps in the videos we went through. The mistakes to avoid is, is putting this off as to thinking about, oh, this is just one checkbox on the thousand things I'm supposed to do at military retirement. Well, of all of those checkboxes, this is the only one that has an impact of hundreds of thousands of dollars, so it deserves more attention. So that's a mistake, It's just making it as, think it as just one of the things during your retirement, during your out-processing. And so, of course, then as the business owner, I say, all right, here's all the information I've shared, and if you want to learn more, if you want to get started after learning my system, you know, schedule a call with me. You know, that would be at the end of the video, at the end of the blog post. And so, again, think about how you can use this. Again, just start off by what's something you know now you wish somebody would have told you before. Write, write to yourself using this formula because guess what? There's somebody in our community that is in the exact situation you are and is it not your duty to share that information to maybe help you even just that one person.
0: Yeah. And I think to summarize everything that Scott had shared, I hope that yes, this is the solution we provide, but I hope that you can sort of see yourself in the situation where, you know, let's say you're working for an organization or a business and, you know, as a brand ambassador, and you start to see what the problems are in that particular industry. Eventually, it could be your goal to branch out, just like what Scott did, you know, stepping out of the financial firm that he worked at for some time to be able to create this. Because if you're able to find that specific solution in the industry, you will become the thought leader, the expert in that particular solution, and you can take that wherever you go. And so, for us, because we know that no one else is solving this in the way that we are solving it, like People come to us directly for this specific situation, and we have more agility in our own employment and being able to be in business for ourselves and have a career that is flexible and purposeful. So let's go ahead and wrap up. So there's obviously more long-term benefits to agile employment. We already mentioned, you could even scale your employment. You're not just limited to, let's say, an hourly fee. You could actually expand or grow your income if you want to. And then, of course, location mobility, especially if you're working virtually, just like what Scott and I are doing. We're not even in the same time zone right now, by the way, (laughs) we're in different states, fun fact, at this time. And yeah, and really the, the constant growth that gives you a sense of purpose, that you're doing something, that you're contributing to society and to a greater good. And of course, the relationships that come with it. We love working with the people that we work with and the clients that we get to serve and all that good stuff so in wrapping up i just want to make sure we have a couple of minutes for questions if you have any and feel free to ask in the chat now But this is what you're going to get for being a part of our conversation today. We're going to give you an email recap of a copy of these slides, a replay of this webinar, as well as a copy of Scott's book, Veteran Wealth Secrets, as he had mentioned. And in addition to the website that Scott shared today about the Survivor Liberty Plan, we also are going to be giving you what I call the Blue Book, which is the Modern Guide to Veteran and Military Life Insurance Planning, which really breaks down into detail how we are solving the Survivor Benefit Plan and providing an alternative for people people that are seeking that. And other stuff to come. (laughs) We want to give you just like the framework that Scott had gone over today. Scott, if you want to mention just real briefly, a couple of all these other resources that you've listed.
3: Yeah, I recommend I got the idea of building systems versus goals from Scott Adams. He's the creator of Dilbert, but he's got a great book out there of how to lose it almost everything and still win big. And there's so many people that have learned a lot just from the tricks he shares in that book if you aren't on linkedin yet or even if you are, you know, start using it as a personal branding tool even if you're still looking for jobs for recruiters. We got to stand out. We got to be different. We don't want to make we want to make the recruiters jobs easier. So either way, let them get to know you more. So I talk about all sorts of stuff on the personal branding in there. And of course, you know, our other systems as well.
0: Yeah. So obviously there's only so much we can share within the hour that we have with you today. So we want you to know that you are more than welcome to reach out to us. This is our contact information where you can find us on LinkedIn, Um, obviously our website, usbetwealth.com. And if you want to learn about my podcast show, which focuses specifically on the needs of military spouses and families, you can check out holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. But that is it. That is our presentation. Len, Linda, we'll turn it back to you and wrap up from there.
3: Yeah. And I'm free to stick around. You know, we've got the Zoom link. So, you know, even if Len and Linda need to jump off, if people want to stick around for questions, Jen, I don't know if you're available. Okay. I think we're available to stick around.
0: Yeah. We just want to make sure we respect your time and our time frame. But anyway, Len?
3: Yeah,
2: no, thanks, Scott and Jen, in particular, for those of us that were joining us today. I know we had some folks, both active duty and spouses, and some people that joined in and where they sit in those positions can also help, you know, spread the word and help advocate for these kinds of issues. And I just appreciate you guys sharing your personal story and that narrative and then giving us some ideas of the thing. You know, I can certainly, you know, give you examples, too, in my own case, when it comes to survivor benefit. Plan, and when I went through the tap, you know, one of the metrics it was kind of a joke. It's like, hey, if you love your spouse, you'll take it, right? <laughs> so There's real, you know, real um, decision making that needs to be informed. And you could nuke this out. And, and I've had some friends that did that. But having you all out there that are for um, various methods and just making people smart to make an informed decision about, you know, what to do and it's personal okay. decision, but Uh, that the active service member with concurrence from the spouse has to make. Um, And then also just getting back to, you know, the basics of, you know, purpose and, you know, identity and all those concerns that active duty transitioning service members that I talk to regularly, and and in fact, uh, assisting them with the skill bridge programs as they're transitioning out, it's one of the common themes, right? I mean, if you don't start with that basic which is really hard. And, and also for spouses, it's a challenge, right? You'll, you you could be unhappy and unsatisfied. We all know that. So thank you for spending the time to help us think through that. And I hope, you know, the folks that are also died, dialed in here will reach out to you. I know that Lynn, she runs the uh, Veterans Local Government Management Fellowship Program. would like to host you. And then for Linda, who had to leave early, just again, thank you for supporting our Military Spouse uh, Economic Empowerment Zone here in Hampton Roads. I know we also have people dialed out in the outstations. MCs is also nationally. There's, uh, I think, 21. I know um, I saw uh, Andrea. She's one of the senior uh, managers for the program. She was dialed in earlier. So any other last questions from folks that are still dialed in?
0: I'll, I'll make a comment on what you said, Lynn, as if people want to put questions in the chat, you know, As someone who is a big advocate for military families and spouses specifically, I always want to acknowledge um, how intentional spouses really live in this life, having to, you know, establish a new normal every two to three years, you know, not just for themselves, but for their family, you know, for their kids. And so I just really what we want to do here is say it was really say that we see you we acknowledge you we appreciate you and we just want to be a resource for you to continue to you know live this military life with intentionality because it is a special community to be a part of i don't think there's as many people like our civilian counterparts who live as intentional as we do and so i just want to you know just acknowledge you all and thank you all for watching and we truly scott and i truly want to be a resource for all of you to continue to live your life, your military life with intention and purpose.
2: Great. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. If you all want to still hang on, Scott and Jen, this is uh, their Zoom platform. Feel free to to continue to, you know, the, the conversation
3: yeah. and just to- And if everybody wants to chat, we don't have to do it through the chat. We can, you know, unmute and yeah. go in, but-
0: Yeah. Um, So just like Keith had shared, this is very inspiring. I've been building my skills and brand slowly. I'll begin to look for ways to use my skills and get clients. Thank you so much. So thanks, Keith, for joining us. Yeah, Scott. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Are we going to (laughs) say?
3: No, I was just going to say it's you know it's one o'clock, so people got to jump off. Totally understand. I'm always get a question. If you're consulting or starting your own business and want to work with the government, is a way to apply for a secret clearance. Since most have to be sponsored. Len, you might know a bit more about that, you know, it's like anything when it comes to government contracting, you know, that, you know, my perspective on it is obviously great opportunity. If you can figure it out again, that's the key words, figuring it out because it ain't going to be just straightforward. And the government is jumping through. So the question then, because then if you, even if you get the clearance, now you're so focused on that one Avenue, you know, what other markets might be out there that you could serve? You know, so, you know, having somebody on your team or affiliate, this is an opportunity for what's called joint ventures or partnerships. Instead of figuring it out yourself, figure it out who somebody else has already done it and see how you can serve them and tie into them and learn for it along the way. I think a lot of people, end up spending hours and hours trying to get all these uh, i'm a service disabled veteran-owned military spouse you know business and and getting all the things behind their name and they don't even know if anybody likes their widget you know yeah i think for this LLCs and lawyers it's like wait until you know if anybody likes your service sorry yeah
0: and this goes yeah no for sure i i cut you off so you don't you don't have to apologize but you know this goes back to what we're saying with brand ambassadorship this is a way to you know find people like what scott said who have already done this and ally with them essentially or learn from them and, you know, network with them to see if you can get an in through them.
3: No, go army. <laughs> I'm
0: okay. conflicted because I was a Navy family and Scott's army, so I can't we've had this conversation offline with Len. I was like, I don't I can't pick a side.
3: <laughs> for a but West West uh, Point thing in here. I don't know. Anyways.
0: But yeah, I mean, thank you all again so much. We are past the hour now. So if you have any other questions or comments, we'll hang on just a little bit longer. Feel free to unmute yourself and be a part of the conversation. But for everyone who have been with us, thank you. And we hope that you got a lot of value and you'll be receiving an email recap from us soon with all of these resources that we mentioned
2: today.
3: Len, we'll um, follow up with you uh, offline. Okay. So yeah, you can make sure. sure that email gets out.
2: Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. And that's good. You recorded this and we can, um, I'm sure, uh, you know, you have a a greater following following this. I know there's some folks that want to reach out to you uh, individually and you capture that in the chat too as well. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Okay. So real quick, Keith is asking, is there a website with small business and medium sized businesses that we can look up online? My recommendation is to start with your local Chamber of Commerce and look up their directory of businesses. So I do believe in l- supporting local. So Chamber of Commerce is a good place to start, Keith.
3: There's also Rosie's List. So the whole Rosie Network actually started kind of make an Angie's List version for military spouses and, and veteran-owned businesses. So Rosie's List is a place where anybody can get a profile on and you know, have a place to do it. But at the end of the day, there's other directories as well. And quite honestly, like not many people search directories, the best website you can use. I mean, it's good to have that stuff out there and get links to your website for search engine optimization purposes. So you get in directories, especially if they're free, but you shouldn't have to pay for them. There's a lot of veteran ones where you have to, but you know, this is where LinkedIn comes in. It's always free. You know, you need to have a website to be professional, to bring people to, but you know, the easiest way to get people to find you is, is to meet them, you know, go where they're at. And it, maybe it's not LinkedIn. You know, where are your customers congregating online? You know, maybe it's a Facebook group. I have an issue with Facebook groups because I think they just, they've just become nasty. But that might not be all the case for all, for all services and stuff. Reddit groups are another place to communicate. Quora is, an, is another spot. So, you know, go and be invaluable in answering people's questions in those types of online communities is the thing that we have available that just didn't exist 20 years ago. I mean, 20 years ago, if you wanted to be known, you had to throw a ton of thousands of dollars into advertising. It was the only way to become known. And that's not the case now, but you would want to be focused on being useful in the spaces online where your potential clients are congregated.
0: Yes. And to answer Molly's question, there is a free premium subscription for I believe, both veterans and military spouses for LinkedIn. So I think I'll try to find that and put it in the chat here.
3: The thing with the premium thing, I mean, that's nice. I mean, it's nice to get the premium service, but that's geared towards the recruiting aspects and the job hunting aspects of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. When you're using LinkedIn for a business and a personal branding, really sales situation, LinkedIn will catch that in their algorithm. And so... I mean, if you're going to invest in some, I mean, there's there's a lot you can do with free versions, but at some point, you're probably going to get the point where they're going to make you pay for it. And guess what? It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. So just do as much as you can for free, build the skill sets up, watch my course where I explain how to do it. But you know, the premium options are great when you learn the kind of bells and whistles about how LinkedIn works. So even after the year's up, you know, it's going to be worth it if you want to be serious about building a personal brand. Yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not—it's not crazy though either. It's like, yeah, it's ninety, a hundred bucks a month. Well, isn't our goal to make more than that in the business? You know, if we're always trying to save a nickel, we'll never make a buck.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good investment for definitely networking opportunities. I always say, you know, and because just,
3: everybody's there. The serious players are there already. You know, versus yeah. spending thousands of dollars to create a perfect website. Well, how do people know about your website, right? So, uh, my YouTube channel is Veteran Wealth Secrets. System. And we got a link to the YouTube playlist, but I've got other playlists about the Survivor Benefit Plan and other stuff as well. So, Veteran wall Secrets. I'll drop. it.
0: Yep. I just put it in the chat right there. So, oh it's easy to Google everything within a second. <laughs> awesome. All right, everyone. I guess that's it. If you don't have any other questions, we want to thank you all again. Len, I don't know if you have any other closing thoughts <laughs> to wrap us up here.
2: No, no. Th- thanks again. I appreciate it. And we we'll look forward to you know partnering again, and, and this is an outstanding presentation
3: here from the group. As was a testament that a whole bunch of folks thought it was great. So thanks.
0: Yeah, oh, thank, thank you so much.
3: Thank everyone. you. No, and very excited about the new military spouse empowerment zone. Hopefully, that leads to a Rosie Network chapter in the mm-hmm. Hampton Roads area. It's definitely one of the spots. But if you aren't in Hampton Roads, recognize there are Rosie Network chapters in lots of different, not just San Diego. I know they're in Fort Belvoir, I think Fort Bragg, Sacramento. So there's a lot of other spots. So check it out. I think that's a good place to start. It's a different than a Bunker Labs. You know, Bunker Labs, Rosie Network I think is more for, I want to be an entrepreneur, I don't know where to start. I don't have any ideas whatsoever. That's the support network you want. If you've got your idea and your widget and you're trying to look for funding and stuff, that's the Bunker Labs kind of next level stuff. Cool.
0: All right. Wow. I guess we're Thanks, just going to yeah. jump off. So <laughs> thank yeah. you, everyone. I'm going to go ahead and end this now. And of course, okay. Len and Linda, thank you guys again for the opportunity to you know, run this webinar today. We hope that you enjoyed today's conversation.
1: Get access to our show notes and subscribe to our newsletter by checking out the details of this episode on your preferred podcasting platform or visit our website, holdingdownthefortpodcast.com.
0: And while you're on, holding down the fort, Podcast.com, be sure to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or our YouTube channel. If you got a lot of value from today's conversation, kindly leave a
1: 5-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or leave us a recommendation on our LinkedIn profiles.
0: Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.